Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. For the first time in a long time, we have the original crew. I am one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me, as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Great. We're good, man. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has been. Been almost a month for me. Well, except for the Big Game Boomer episode. Yeah, yeah. that was cool, guys. I was going to be a part of that. I know. It was good. We'll have to have him back on. Maybe postseason. Getting back on postseason and kind of see if what he thought, you know, all his predictions yeah. and whatnot came to fruition. But yeah, we're all back. We're How's all life back. treating everybody? Good, man. I just got back from that trip. We'll talk about it towards the end of the show. But yeah, uh, vacations are fun, but I feel like you need a vacation from a vacation because, man, life's moving fast there since I got back between work and, you know, Hell, my truck sells Doritos in the in the seat crunching with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the I got the car wash vacuum it out yet. Yeah, no, we're good, man. Um, just we were just talking about this adjusting to to the newborn life. For those of you that do know, no, those that don't don't know what I'm talking about. So tired. I told these guys too. I was like, I'm gonna try not to yawn during this. It's late. It's like nine o'clock on a Wednesday. So I'm gonna try not to yawn during this. It's not. Because I'm bored. It's because I'm tired. But yeah, I got man. Yeah, well, we're good, man. Uh, not a whole lot of news, so to say, from any of the major sports that I've seen. But we do have a lot to talk about because SEC Media Days was going on in Nashville this week, and you know, of course, Drinkwitz was there, and then uh, Foster and Chris Abrams Drain, and. Darius Robinson were there. And so there was a lot to process as far as what they said, Mizzou related. And Case, we'll go and start with you since you weren't here last week. What what was maybe your biggest takeaway from any of that? Um, man, my biggest takeaway maybe was that, I don't know, Pittman's still fat. No. <laughs> that's, that's, an obvious, that's, that's obvious shade thrown at a, as he, or a podcast from Arkansas who made a drink with a dork joke. No, my biggest, my real biggest takeaway was um, Drinkwitz was growing up a little bit, and is that for better or worse? I don't know. We'll see. Um, because let's be honest, Drinkwitz is a fun interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he was. Uh, he may got us some bulletin board material against us, but he was a fun interview. And uh, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Paul Feinbaum from uh, from that, but he was he was a little bummed out that Drink didn't give his sound bites. You know what I mean? Paul was pretty hyped to interview him, and then Drinkwitz just stayed very. Very buttoned up, very you know, very uh, professional. So I mean, maybe that's good. Maybe that's you know, good for the team. Um, the guys, the guys seem pretty confident in where st- like things are going. Uh, KD talked about um, he wanted to finish what he started here. That's why he stayed. He, uh, you know, he said um, there's a lot of depth. He thinks with him and Enos leave after the season. There'll be some guys uh, ready to fill their role. And he really hyped up a lot of players in his little interview. Um, big one is Marvin Burks, the St. Louis uh, freshman. So they call him Starvin Marvin. Because that guy, just every time he's out in the field, he's out there making plays, just wants to get, wants to get to the ball. 
I liked that. I liked what Javon Foster said quite a bit when he said that um, Cameron Johnson, our, our uh, transfer uh, lineman from Houston, he said he's the most athletic old lineman he's ever met, and uh, you gotta love to see that. Um, and they just they say he likes where the O lines at. He says he likes Marcellus Johnson, the transfer from oh, it's a G five school. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Is it Rhode it is. Island? No, I want to Delaware. It's a Mac school, isn't it? I thought it was something Rams. I can't remember, but um, he said you know they like he like you know they fit in all real good. All those guys get along real well. And then KD did say something funny because they were asked about the quarterback, and most of them said, "I don't know, you know, who's going to win? Who's going to win?" But KD said that uh, he feel like he knew Jake Garcia from the Netflix show he was on. He's like, "I've been watching that reality show that he was on. And I felt like I knew him before even got here." So that's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, QB one. Seems like show. the guys are are gelling a little bit, which sounds looks good. So that's my take on it, man. Well, yeah, we've always said that under you know under Drinkwitz, it always seems like there's good locker room culture. Like we didn't we didn't necessarily see that with uh, with Barry Odom or anything like that, but it does seem like you know the guys that drink with recruits and has in that locker room you know gel well with one another. And I don't know if that's just the coaches or if it's kind of one thing that they that they you know preach. I guess is is their culture. Um, but yeah, it does it does make me happy to hear that you know all these position groups are brothers. I mean, you see the uh, you see the running backs going out with Coach Loop all the time out for you know wings and stuff like that during the season and and all that good stuff so yeah i mean there were shame on paul feinbaum for trying to trying to set up drink like that and just use him for clicks and likes and and all that good stuff um but good on good on drink for not falling into that trap that uh that did make me happy because let's be honest that's what we all expected going into sec media days we're like oh boy here we go for the next week and a half we're going to be defending not only our yep. fandom but our head coach um we had running bet on what exactly he was going to do to make someone mad right and you know chirping at guys like brett mcmurphy and ross uh um uh, dellinger dellinger the guy that talked about drinks um yeah. drink side on nil and all that stuff yeah. so thanks coach thank he you I don't know if you saw his interview or when he got up on the main stage and kind of gave an overview overview of the program. And he's like, I really tried to drag this out where y'all don't have time to ask questions because (laughs) I know how y'all are and I'm not trying to get myself in trouble. And after he got done, he's like, I accomplished it. I I did it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I honestly, like, I know some of that was probably playing to the media. Like, I don't want y'all to twist, but. I think some of it was legit. Like he was honestly stressed that he knows he can take anything or they'll take anything he says and try to twist it. And a lot of people in today's society, they're good with that quick tweet saying, Oh, that's what drink what's said. And that's their mind made up of him without going into full context. I think well, you're yeah. right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I mean, we know that you, the whole context of the NAL thing was ridiculous. He said nothing inflammatory whatsoever, but someone found just a couple sentences to pull out of that, and he really, you know, everyone just kind of attacked him when no one really did the research. Um, I did like that he, he – I think he named every single player on the roster and is trying to get it, you know, out of questioning. He, I think he named every single player. So He missed one. Who do you miss? Horse camp when he was talking tight ends. I didn't hear. He didn't Ryan say horse, horse camp? camp. No, I do not believe so. Well, that's a shame. 
let me down. I was like, is he still on the team? I had to go pull up the transfer portal. Page. Oh, God, he's <laughs> in the transfer portal already. Um, no, he's not in the transfer portal yet because we haven't had him on the show. That's just what seems to happen. Oh, my God. So, right. Exactly. The show Thank God the for portal. Noah for keeping us out of Thank you, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank he seems to yeah. double down. He's even more serious for Tiger. Noah and, Noah and Julia. Thank you. Yeah, they're our, <laughs> our rocks. Not. Thanks, guys. They hey, can we, real quick, I know we're talking about football. Noah has his own fishing show on the Mizzou social does, media man. platform. He does. How cool is that? Noah's Ark. Dude, Noah's Ark. That is, first of all, that's great content. I love what Mizzou is doing with that. Second, like, I, I mean, I, you know, we love Noah. And that's just the coolest thing. I love I love they got him out there fishing with the guys. That is yeah. so cool. Although, uh, I, the only bone I have to pick with it, they didn't show him catch anything. So, either <laughs> they cut that part out or... They didn't catch Jack, which I mean, you know, you get that sometimes. But you get skunked every now and then. Dad coming, I wanted to see what they're catching out there on that boat. You know how it is. If you got a boat, that that opens Pandora's box to. I mean, you can access all kinds of good stuff on you know lakes that not a whole lot of people know about. So I don't know. I never had a boat. Well, Bank Fisher for life. <laughs> Case you you talking about him talking about the depth and listing every player like my eyes like we're open you know we know about talent returning man there's some dogs like some hungry dogs behind them guys and i think this is the most complete team in year four that drinkwitz has had i think it's the most complete team possibly that we've had since gary pinkle i definitely Uh, agree with that from top to bottom I feel like that 2019 team was really good and just locker room issues sent off the rails. Um, there's, I mean, and I agree. There's only one position that really scares me, and that's O-line. I think our first five, uh, uh, Foster, Mimbu, uh, Johnson, uh, EJ or Delgado, and then uh, Johnson are good. But after those five, I worry that it might be a bit of a falloff. And as we know, injuries do happen on the O-line a little bit. Um but I agree. Besides that, and maybe running back, I think this is a super deep team. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping one thing with the offensive line is that, you know, we, we do have a new coach this year. Um, you know, you always can't coach size, but you can coach technique. And that's one thing that I'm hoping, God forbid, it does come to that point where, you know, we're, we're dipping into the second, third string because of injury or whatever the case may be. I'm hoping that, you know, the coaching is going to bridge that gap to where we're not seeing something like we had yeah. last year. And, you know, I don't wish injury, but I'm just saying, look at the stat, like look at the numbers. I mean, right. it is, it's almost impossible to go a full season and, and keep that you're starting five in every single game. Yeah. It's just, well, it's hard to do. Also, another way to look at that is we have a different play caller this year. And is he going to call plays to our strengths? Uh I think Drinkwitz, and he's he's kind of admitted in his own words that he was so adamant that these certain plays were going to work, and he was going to you know, and so he forced a lot of stuff when we saw repetitively it was not successful ninety percent of the time. Yeah, and and so getting a different play caller hopefully brings that whole other dynamic to the offense to where. We have more fluidity, fluidity throughout the game in play calling and everything, and and can call on on the plays that work. And the in game adjustments are easier because OC is probably going to be up in a box. 
and he's probably going to have other coaches up there talking with him and seeing everything from up above. So, and then he'll still have Drinkwitz on the sideline putting his input in. Like it's yeah. not Drinkwitz is just saying, "Hey, I'm done with offense. I'm yeah. not touching it." You know, so Drink still gonna have the veto if he hears something he doesn't like. Yeah. Drink can still be like, "No, I'm the head coach. I don't want to run that play here." You know, I don't think he'll do that a lot. But I'm, I'm what I'm agreeing with you is Drinkwitz is still gonna have his fingerprints on this. Yeah, and maybe a guy to bounce ideas off is just what he needs. Yeah, yeah and I think Kirby's probably gonna have a pretty long leash to start. You know what I mean? Until until he shows reason that he needs to have, you know, kind of some leash pulled back a little bit. Um, you know, I, I would imagine that, especially against teams like South Dakota, Middle Tennessee State, not not anything against them, but they're on the schedule for a reason. And the we, beat them. Was, we have to win those games. Oh, I don't. Dude, I'm not yeah. respectful. <laughs> We're an SC team. We have to beat them. We cannot have another. Those need to be preseason games. That those need to be games where we figure out who our quarterback is. Yes. Yeah. And that was going to be my next thing that, that stuck out to me was when he was talking quarterbacks, he said it's Brady's job to lose from day one. He didn't say Brady's going to be starter week one, just day one of fall camp. Brady's going out with the number ones. Yeah. He earned that last year. I'm okay with that. Well, and, and yeah, it makes exa- you're exactly right. It makes sense because he was a starter last year. Yes. Regardless of what you think, like he was a starter last year and – for familiarity and and things of that nature, he needs to be, you know, probably running with the winds for at least the first day or whatever. Yeah. And so much of that first part of fall camp anyway is like so position specific. You know, of course they're going to run a little seven on seven. They're going to do, um, you know, maybe some like quarterback running back drills. They're slowly going to put the pieces of this puzzle together. Um, and that's where I think that this true, you know, evaluation. These guys are going to be going hard. Um, they're the new indoor. We saw it the other day on Twitter. The new indoor facility is complete. So, you know, I think these guys are really going to be able to get the most out of every single practice and not, you know, kind of have to curtail the uh, the practice due to, you know, whatever the conditions are outside. Oh, for sure. I also like that I think we're going to get a real quarterback battle this time. Um, listen a little bit what Drink said. It sounded like Sam just wasn't quite ready for it uh and, and everything yeah else, so. and i mean and let's be honest i was a freshman in college and my job was just to go to school and don't flunk out and even i found you know some pressure in my freshman for my first semester you know what I, mean? I couldn't even do that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i partied too much but <laughs> but i mean it's i get it you're free it's all there in front of you right i don't like sam uh just you know didn't do anything wrong he just wasn't ready to do that and be an sec d1 quarter starting quarterback you know what i mean yeah. and honestly that is okay we get really caught up in the fact that like they're not video game characters this isn't madden where they just live in a box where they go onto the field and they go back into that box these are real humans and man if sam wasn't ready and sam was ready then I mean, there's nothing wrong with that you know in a perfect world we'd have a junior quarterback last season the senior now he played two years and rotate but the pink layer is over and that's not how it works so it's okay if Sam can develop a little bit. And if Brady was the only competent, really competent quarterback that Drink had last year, then it was. And I think that that excuses a lot of the torn labrum issues that people talked about, in my opinion. Um, but also answers why he went out. Besides Sam just being there, he got the best Juco quarterback possible in Dylan Leibel. And he got a former four-star, almost five-star prospect in Jake Garcia, who has played some ACC games. Um at Miami. So, I I mean, I, he didn't go out and get a guy like, all right, this guy is obviously our starter, Put plug him in. But he went and got two guys that can compete. 
with you. Didn't go you. get twenty-eight-year-old Jack Abram. <laughs> yeah, no, it's here. That's a great. That's a great point because I remember when that happened last year. People were like, "Oh no, he's going to be our starter," and I'm like, "No, he's just." And no offense to Jack Abram, he was there to be emergency gap. That's what he was. You know, you needed someone who'd been around a little bit. Jack Abram is not a starting starting quarterback caliber. He's a good backup. That's what he was. He was a fine backup. <laughs> Cole, I met his mom. I met his mom at the Arkansas game, and she's a really nice lady. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sure defend him. I know his no, family was kidding. very polite to me. Like so I'm you, gonna defend him a little were, bit. If you were to pull up the Jack Abram 2022 highlights, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> he played okay versus Louisiana Tech. He had like a nice first down pass. I, I think know, I remember. He's I'm going to kidding. make a great dentist. He, you know, yeah, I right. will take my. Was that right? Was he a dentist? Or was he a <laughs> he lawyer? Was no, it a dentist? I, yeah, I think okay. he's a dentist. Uh, I believe. Was it okay? So. Hey, good dental uh, school. Cool. Yeah, but uh, two other other points on that is, uh, you know, he talked about, you know, being able to press the ball vertically outside the numbers, and we got to have that from a quarterback this year. That's not not a maybe or we would like he said we have to have that and so they're not so focused on the short intermediate stuff as the big explosive plays and stretching the defense that's going to open up your run game that's going to open up the middle of the field for luther and uh, makai miller out of the slot and then also he said the way our schedule sets up the first two or three weeks we have a possibility to see multiple quarterbacks play and get their chance and he said the starting quarterback ain't going to be the coach's pick. Like, the team's going to know who that starter is. They're going to set themselves apart, and you know it. It'll be it'll be apparent to everybody who the starting quarterback is. So, I like that because I feel last year he went in already preconceived because he gave that job to Brady. I mean, almost instantly. Week, week two, right? Yeah. But I mean, I think I don't think he had our option. Yeah, but, I don't think he did. Uh, as fans, it's kind of exciting that we could play this quarterback game because now these first two games are a lot more fun than, you know, it, I mean, nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong with knowing your quarterback is. I'm just saying as we get to play a little bit of the watch multiple guys, see, you know, and really get our opinion made as well. So I think there's something to watch those first two games. But I, I think he kind of said that it allows him to be a little bit more live in practice. Mm-hmm. So maybe some, some quarterback kits and stuff because – we got. If we get somebody hurt, we've got three other guys competing for the spot. Yeah, you know, and so those guys will get to face pressures. It won't just be in shorts and pads and see who can fling it on an out route and look good. You know, like they're yeah. they're going to get to face the defense and make reads and and actually set themselves apart, and that's going to help us come game time. Oh, I 100 agree. I 100 sure. agree. And then also the with the depth, I look, I expect the practices, the videos when they start sending out videos, us to see a change, because it's not clear cut favorites from a handful of guys like this is my job, you know. And so you you got these young guys that believe in themselves. That hey. If, I know you were started last year, but that don't mean nothing to me right now. Like, I'm coming to take it. So, I'm looking for a little bit more intensity in practices than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. It sounded like guys are hungry. That's kind of what I got from the interviews. Guys are hungry. And, um, 
you get some guys in there like from JUCOs and stuff who are really tasting SEC practice for the first time, and it seems like a lot of them really flip the switch on. Are like, all right, this is big time. I got to make my got to make my mark now. So I think you're right. I think those guys are going to push the heat, and even if they don't they don't jump the hard spot, it sounds like they're going to put enough pressure on the heels of those guys that are starters and may make them better. Yeah, you like to see that. I got a question for you guys. This is the other big. We talked about quarterback to a little bit here. Let's talk about uh, defensive end. So it does sound like we're going to move uh, Robinson out, which I've been kind of vocal. I don't love uh, as a Chiefs fan, as that's my only other team I really care about. Um, they did it with Chris Jones, and all I ended up doing was taking your best player on defensive line and making him a good player at defensive end. So he went from great to good. I feel like it didn't help the overall. So I, but I don't know. Maybe that won't happen. I, I fear that happening here. But let's talk about um, Johnny Walker because his name got brought up multiple times in interviews. Sounds like the coaching staff really likes their scene out of him. Um, and the other defensive players seem to really like to see they got him. So do you think Johnny Walker is going to be the next big uh, D lineman for us? Possibly. Um, I, wa- I do want to touch on the D-Rob situation just because yeah. me personally, um, I-, I think the defensive end is like one of – one of, if not the most important positions, Absolutely. you know, on a on a defense. Period. Uh, if you got a guy on the edge that is not only demanding the tackle's attention, but that quarterback is thinking every time, "Gosh dang it, do I have to move this running back over for, you know, a chip block or you know, extra pass protection or something like that?" If there's somebody on that defensive line that commands that kind of respect, um, that's phenomenal. Like, you know, and D-Rob, he, he got his on the interior part of the line. He's a big dude. I think he's like six six two. I don't know, big dude, right? Like I saw him when we uh, – I went out to the airport when we did the uh, uh, military appreciation uh, video shooting. He was the dude, and I'm like, holy smokes, this guy plays D-tackle. He should be on an edge, and I'm glad to see that he is him, Westlack. Um, Johnny Walker. So it sounds like, you know, they're leaning more towards that uh, that speed. I mean, speed kills. So if speed kills a quarterback, um, you know, from a defensive end perspective, I'm all for it. I totally get what you're saying by, like, you know, he may be our best asset on the defensive line, and moving him outside may um, open up the middle, I guess. But I think that the staff is probably looking at something like that and thinking, okay, we got some pretty damn good linebackers um, that can fill that void if need be. Let's rather than, you know, kicking stuff out to the edges, um, you know, when, you know, when shit is the fan, let's try to redirect everything back up towards the middle where everybody else is having more helps at. So. Yeah. I've got the vibe from it that, He's going to be fluid across the line. They're going to find matchups, mismatches, and some plays he might be inside, some plays he might be outside. It didn't sound like they were just – it was a permanent every down type deal for him. also want to shout out a shoe game. I don't know if you all saw it. One black with the spikes, one white with the spikes. Like, he had it going on. He did. He looked good. When you can feel that confident to make that kind of statement in your dress, that's going to show up on the field. But, <laughs> you know, I was worried about him moving up from defensive tackle until Drinkwitz was going through the roster and he hit on the D tackles and, and talked about 
the guys coming back and then the young guys that are working and it's like we are a loaded team like mm-hmm. you're I, I can't remember the last time you go through the roster and you you look at it oh that's the starter that's the starter that's the starter that's the starter you know or now it's he's good he's good dang he's good too are like we're we gonna have enough snaps for these guys yeah you know uh so i i got excited through all that uh and that's the other thing too though about defensive line is that you you that's a position you want fresh legs you know yeah. what i mean you want Absolutely. guys that you can gotta go, go to in and out on that one. 110 miles an hour you know not not an uncontrolled 110 miles an hour but a controlled 110 miles an hour and um and when these guys need a break you're not like oh crap you know we got to hope that these guys can hold it down while this you know first string guy gets his breath and can get back in there. No, you want, you know, multiple guys, interior and exterior part of the defensive line that can hold it down um, and give, you know, some of the other guys a break. Those, yeah. those depths come real important, like playing Tennessee and that fast paced offense. Yes, absolutely. You know, because those guys can get gassed quick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they've blown us out, at least last year. Last year's a different game. You're right, because we were in it, and then they kept going and we ran juice. Yeah. And they just kept running a score upon us. Yep. Well, you, you go back to 2013 and 2014. They were both one-score games going into the fourth quarter. And fourth quarter, we couldn't stop runs, uh, Alabama or Auburn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so getting those additional legs in there, man, it's going to pay off. And then if you're going to have injuries. This is a violent sport. It's a, a beautiful violence to us. That's why we love it. You know, it's modern-day gladiators, but there's going to be injuries. And so I like having guys like D-Rob that say, hey, team before me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and set an example for the younger guys, like wherever you need me, coach. And, you, and then you also think about the different exotic fronts that that allows Blake Baker to call, you know, and there could be times you could essentially have three defensive tackles out there at a time, and good luck running on them. Exactly. And yeah. That would be a good run. Yeah, run package, jumbo package for sure. Yeah. Uh, kind of the special teams. Eric Link is still tied in special team coach, but. This sounded like Drinkwitz and Blake Baker are taking over kickoff responsibilities, and Al Pogue is taking over kick return. Yeah, so what does that tell you guys? I mean, Link and Drink are pretty close, but let's not act like special teams have been something we've been especially excited about on this team the last few seasons. Yeah, I, I have a theory on that. Um, if you look at any especially when it becomes um, offer season, like when the, the next class of high school recruits is, is getting their offers and you see, you know, blessed to receive an offer from the University of Missouri, blah, 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 blah. Well, they tag the program. They tag the coaches. I would say 85 to 90% of those mentions include Eric Link. And I think he plays a very heavy role in recruiting. Um, I think that, you know, he, he's kind of serving a dual role. Um, whether he had too much on his plate in years past from, you know, kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, 
you know, things of that nature. If he's kind of, you know, trying to get some stuff off of his plate, but they're also trying to retain that recruiting asset, I could see, I could see that being the reason why we're seeing the change. That's a good point. And you're honestly, I have noticed that Link's name is almost always mentioned in those. Every single time, and just if, about every single time. Hell, if he's a big part of the recruiting, then I get it, man. Maybe take some off his plate and let him recruit more because <laughs> we've been recruiting well. Oh, speaking of recruiting, we just brought back Evan Boehm. Yeah, the, Evan yeah. Boehm, um, yep. Casey kid from Lee Summit. Uh, man, that is something I would love to ask Drink because uh, – on this side of the on this side of the state, Lee Summit schools are kicking out prospects, and this is, you know, it's always been like this, but more recently it has been aggressive. And I mean, really, Bame is kind of the one that that fired this all up. Once he once he uh, flipped from Auburn to Mizzou, which, by the way, I remember being in high school and in the hallways before school, and one kid was like running around with his phone, and be like, "Oh my god, he just flipped from he's flipped from the here to Mizzou. Let's go!" It's a big deal. Because it's a big KC kid, we all knew who he was. Right. Um, I th- I think that's a strategic move to bring him in because there is a hotbed in Lee Summit right now, and I think he could be the one that bridge that gap for us. Because he's he's a legend around there. He's like the big first product out of Lee Summit, like in, the, in a long time. Yeah, and he had a good a good NFL career too. He did. You know, yeah, he's a legend here. Lineman. Yeah, I didn't even connect the KC to him, uh, but. I do remember during the media days, I believe it was from the local media, when Drinkwitz was being interviewed and talked about St. Louis and the connection there. And he's like, we love recruiting St. Louis, but we want to get more involved with Kansas City. I noticed that. As a Kansas player, I noticed that too. That really stuck out to me. Um, because he's right. Kansas City is getting a lot more talent, and we're not we're not getting it. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I think Evan is an exact is – sorry, is a direct answer to that. He's a KC legend. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I remember, like I said, he was he was in high school and I was in high school, and when he went to Mizzou, all the guys on the football team were freaking out, like, "Oh my god, this is a big get from Mizzou." We knew how good he was. Um, so yeah, I he's he's kind of a legend in these parts, and a lot of a lot of my my class and era, we we're coach high school football now. I got a lot of buddies from my team that coach all around the KC Metro, whether it be you know D Live, other team stuff like that. And I think having Evan show up in there and talk to your guys is going to be big for the coaches in this area. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's an important guy. Well, and just to show that, you know, there's so many of these players that are probably told by coaches. One of my favorite examples ever and the one that gets me fired up, so I'm going to try and, like, kind of reserve myself, is when Jim Harbaugh told uh, Drew Locke, like, if you go to Mizzou, you'll never make it to the league. You're not going to make it to the league. If you go to Mizzou, blah, 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 whatever way he said it. Yeah. Made me – because the biggest thing that pissed me off, can you name one quarterback that's in the league that went to Michigan aside from Tom Brady? Chad Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because he played for the Chiefs for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so but you see what I'm saying? But no, like, yeah. I, recently, just, recent vintage, not at all. Right. It drives me nuts. And Mizzou – Hey, we're QB two you right here, right? Like Chad, he got replaced by Blaine Gabbert from my team. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that's what just fires me up is that you know some of these, some of these players, these high school kids are probably told by you know the staff of other schools like, oh yeah, you know if you stay here, you can go to Mizzou, but you might not make it to the league and and all that. But um, yeah, Evan's going to be living proof that it can happen. You stay home, Absolutely. and it can still happen. 
anything else Mizzou related y'all wanted to touch on Kohler case? Yes. Yes, there is actually. Okay. I don't, I haven't even mentioned it to you, but you and I got into it last week. We didn't get into it. I take that back, but I touched on it last week and I wanted Baseball. to wait for case. Baseball. Baseball. Case. <laughs> yeah. I've reserved myself because I was pretty fired up last week. And I know you probably listened to the episode on the road about uh, what Carrick's doing, man, what Coach Jackson is doing. Like, the lack of communication, and I've I've shared it with you guys. Um, maybe I'll talk to these players and see if they want that out there or not, but basically, long story short, if you guys are unfamiliar, there's been some lack of communication between coach Jackson and some of the players that are were formerly on the staff um, or on the roster, so to speak. So case, I know you have some thoughts. I know I'm kind of springing this on you, but no, I think it's the best way to get you. I wish I wrote reaction. down some names because I was in the exact same boat as you. And then some stuff came to light the last couple, the last week or so. Yeah. So we got a new catcher from uh, from Seton hall. Yep. Uh, who doesn't have the bat Leach does, but he looks to be defensively an absolute stud. No one runs on this guy. I see that as something he wanted to change. So you're saying he's the Yadier Molina of college baseball, is that what you're saying? I don't know if his bat. Yadier had a pretty good bat for a little bit. <laughs> Not towards the end, but there was a time where Yadier's bat was pretty good. Um, And then he's – this isn't announced, but – uh. I read so there's a true freshman from Texas Tech who yes. could have gone pro. You seen that? Yep. And I I love Ty. I mean I don't love him a ton because he's an Arkansas Razorback, but I like him as a person. <laughs> um, you should have tree stand with him. Yeah, I'd hang out. I'd hunt with the guy and I'd have beers <laughs> with him, but I don't want to talk about baseball with him right now. Yeah. Um, but he really fits Ty's mold. He's he's quick as a hiccup, and he's got a little bit of pop in his bat. Um, now I, th- here's what I can't figure out guys. I can't figure out if it is just extremely unlucky that the two guys we really got close with Dylan and Ty are the same two guys that Carrick had penciled as I can replace these guys with my guys. You know what I mean? I don't think it is, man. I really <sighs> yeah. don't because then there's, they're not the only two that have yeah. entered the portal and have gone elsewhere. I think we're up to low bitch is a, a razorback too. And then, um, Oh, someone joined Tennessee. Bar- I didn't like Bargo? Yeah, Bargo. I, I really liked Bargo's game. Me too. Um, but guys like Carlos Pena have stuck around. I think he's got a bunch of upside. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to be super negative. I really don't want to. I don't. Um, either, and, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But I know. I'm, I know you've told me everything. That, you know, you've heard negatively, and it's not great. I don't. It's love weird, that. dude. It's I don't weird. love that at all. Um. So I don't know. I I do feel for my guys because like I was a big fan of Leach. I really liked his game. I liked talking to him a ton. I thought he was a good interview. I'd hell I hang out with Leach too. I don't even think it's Missouri State. Um, but at least he's staying in Missouri. At least he's staying in Missouri. He's not going <laughs> to an arch rival. Um, I don't know. I really. You know that, what? I'm sorry. I'm kind of <sighs> playing the fence here. I really don't mean to be. No, I just no. my brain hasn't scattered all the facts out yet, and really. It's it's gonna take me until the season starts to really get my opinion on this because I can see it from both ways. I mean, I love love Dylan Leach, 
but I see that he went and got a catcher that, that he wanted immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love Ty. Hell, I have Ty's NIL merch in my – I had to wear to the gym last night, and I'm like, thank God no one here knows what's going on because I look like an <laughs> idiot. Uh, <laughs> although like – That guy's out of although, the loop, Although – if I had I went to the gym last Thursday, there was a guy in an Arkansas Razorbacks cutoff and baseball hat. And if I'd worn that, if I'd worn that Ty Wilmsmeyer shirt in there, I fear he would have roasted me. Probably. <laughs> um, but he wouldn't got a center fielder who fits the same mold as Ty, just younger. Yeah. I, I got to see where he was gonna, who, who was going to sign. Uh, I did like him flipping that kid from St. Louis from Memphis to here. Whose name is Tyler Macon, which is hilarious. Weird, right? It is so silly. <laughs> I was like, hang on, wait a second. Does he play baseball too? Do we have a Sam Horn 2.0 on our hands yeah. or what? Super silly. Um, also, if Sam doesn't win the starting job, there's rumors that he might just go straight to baseball. Eh, we'll see. Because, I mean, he's didn't come. I mean, hell, I think more like he'd transfer, but I don't, I don't listen to too many rumors. That's all we got these days. Yeah, <laughs> it's full of them. It's full You're of on Twitter dot com. So that's we're what we're on, we make, we're on a podcast is. in the middle of everything off season. Skeeter, rumors are all we have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing real has happened since May. In that case, let's talk about Luther transferring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luther's transferring and Drinks bringing in uh, Sam Pittman as whole line coach. Oh, wait, How about that. Let's go. <laughs> Colby, Colby decided. After 35 and what he dropped with the Clippers the other day, he wants to come back to college and transfer to Kentucky. He's going to Kentucky. <laughs> you know, so let's. Oh, man. <laughs> the night of the draft, I said something made me laugh. Uh, I was like, yeah, he may have got drafted to the Clippers, but there's a Kentucky uh, podcast saying he's not 120% committed to the Clippers. <laughs> I still think he's a wildcat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let, let's touch on them real quick because Kobe was talking to the Summer League the other night, dropping that 35. He, he filled the stat sheet. Uh, and then Demoy, you know, you got you got Lakers fans drooling at the mouth with what he showed them. You're right. And if they don't give him a contract, he earned himself a job in the, in the he NBA. Did. He'll, be, he'll um, be going somewhere. Drew Smith, I don't know that he's got the – I don't know that he did enough to earn a roster Another spot. job. He might be G League again to start the yeah. season. Uh, but he John, played really well in G League and got promoted last year. So, Jonte, I was impressed with what he was able to do as long as he had not been in that type of competition. Uh, he he did really good tonight on the basketball tournament. Yeah, um, he did. Show me. Had a pretty sick putback slam. If you ain't seen it, try to get yeah, right there before the end of the half. half. That was yeah. nice. Uh, he still he got like some hops. That four, five good. threes too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He played inside and outside. He actually looked. He was the best player on the court, bar none. I think right. he had twenty-five, and then all kinds of stats behind that. So, uh, Colby, you know, I, I think he will at least get some bench roll this year with the Clippers. I think he he earned that. Showed enough. Well, there were Clipper uh, fans saying he's going to be a two-way player, and or not like you know, like not two-way, but two-way like um, G League to NBA. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think so, and I think it's kind of proved that that's not the situation. Yeah. And let's not act like um, let's not act like uh, George doesn't get hurt a lot in that Clippers wing I, and can't I, use Kobe out there. You know what I mean? I saw a courtside interview with Paul George, and he's like, 
I'm here to watch my guy Kobe. He's like, yeah, he name dropped. He said, the "Rest of y'all just get ready because this guy's fixing to be it." You know, and, <laughs> and so, you know, when the when somebody with that much veteran experience is yeah. gets a mic in front of them during the game and they say that, it's a good I look. Feel, I feel that's genuine. Yes, not like Are you, GM my slide Kobe me cash. Jersey. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's in my, it's in my yeah. closet right now. My One of my favorite things, too, about all this is Coach Gates brings Des Moines along with him, right? Because he was at Cleveland State before, right? Yes. I, I believe so. Golston yes, was, was the one that, at a rival school, right? Yes. Okay. I'm terming yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He brings Des Moines in from Cleveland State, and then one year – you know, and, and Des Moines obviously has the talent. I'm not saying that, like, Coach uh, Coach Gates, I almost said Coach Drink, Coach Gates did all this. Um, but he obviously sees something in Des Moines, brings him along. You know, Des Moines earns a starting role. And a year later, he's the maybe argu- yeah, arguably the MVP of the Summer League. Yeah. So basketball future is very bright. Um. Okay, <laughs> Cole, absolutely. And if I could just touch on what you said real quick. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of these writers putting us at the bottom of the SEC because we lost those two players. But Imagine last that, year, huh? besides Kobe, do we have, Do you think we had any of these players? I didn't know anything about Des Moines Hodge this time last well, year. Well, no. If you I don't knew watch... he shot a decent three ball, and that is it. I did not know he was going to be the best at steals in team history. You know yeah. what I mean? If you don't watch no, Horizon high, League right, basketball, but... you're not going to know. That's what I'm saying. Players. And you look at who we brought in, and it's similar but better. I don't mean that as disrespect to any of those guys go a million. I mean, I'm just saying it's similar but better. Uh, Tanji from Colorado State is a bucket getter. I'm stoked about him. That guy balls. Yeah. And no one's, everyone's acting like he's a nobody. Not everyone. We're not. But you know what I mean? Like the media, the general media yeah. putting us down like 13th, 12th in the SEC next year. He's a bucket getter. Um, Kurt Lewis. Kurt Lewis, yeah, the JUCO transfer? Yes. Bucket getter. I don't know why those guys can't score for us. You know what? I know Vanover's had his issues. Uh, I know uh, Jesus Carlero. Is that how I say Yeah, man, Zeus. They Zeus? just came out with that They came out with that video on it. I haven't like, had to watch it. The meet the players. That was, uh, you need he to watch it. has a really good inside-outside game. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be a starter, but he's got a good inside-outside game, and I like that a lot from the bench. I think Noah Carter steps up. I'm obviously biased towards Noah, but he had a good season last year. I think he has a great season this year. I think this is his Kobe Bryant senior – Kobe Bryant. Kobe Brown senior R. season. R.I.P. to a real one. Um, <laughs> I think I think he goes off. I think this is not his team, but I think this is his time to shine in that role. Yeah. Um, Nick Honor comes back. I think Nick Honor – if Nick Honor – Dennis always says he needs to take more shots, and I agree because he's got a great three ball on him. I think he gets a little, you know, less timid, takes more shots. I think that's huge for us. I like this team, and I think this team is better than last Don't forget year. Sean East, there's Sean East is in games. Yeah, no, Sean East is a you know a good backup point guard for sure. I think he's going to come in right behind Honor. There's I, a lot I like of guys. There's a lot of guys on this roster that played a lot of minutes last year, um, and yeah, we lost Mosley, which Mosley, of course, didn't play much for us. Um, Des Moines, Kobe, there's a lot of guys we lost, but there was still a lot of, of talent and um, productivity that was that was retained on yes. the roster. Um, and I think Coach Gates did a good job of filling 
with within good reason, I guess, feeling the most production lost with what you know he brought in this past uh, this past off season. Yeah, and yeah. I want to say, mark me down. Tonji's is going to be big. If he's not, I agree. You can you can get after me in the comments and Twitter, but I think Tonji's is going to be huge for us. Yeah, and and three four star freshmen that in college basketball, it's easier for a true freshman to make an impact than it is on football. So absolutely, Skeeter, uh, great point. And then also, coaching staff is completely the same, other than Phil Prezi going to the Celtics. Yeah, he, he was in a bench role, you know, uh, assistant to the assistant. So uh, we still have the three. We still have Cy Smith Peters, and who's the third? Dicky Nut. Dicky Nut. Dicky Nut. Nut. Yeah. Oh, Dick Nut. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so, uh, you know, the, the end building is not changing on on that. And so they coached up some guys that probably had no business being SEC ball players last year and made a team. And that's how we had the results we did was a team game that we played. Absolutely. Made a, made a, a tournament team that won a tournament game for the first time in how Fourth. long? Best team in the SEC. Yeah, we forget hey. about that, man. That's the best we've ever done in the SEC ever. We don't. There, there might be some other folks. I don't forget <laughs> that shit. That's the that's crazy. Here we are with Fro Field on the background. SEC media days, getting ready for football season, and we're Coach fired up about Bates, basketball. Coach Bates has enough hype in the program that we here we go on a fifteen minute tangent about basketball. Speaking here, that's of, a good point. It I'm, is. Speaking of though, uh, open practice this weekend. Yes, the twenty second. I'm yep. gonna go take vi- take video for us. I think I'm gonna try and go if That's I can sick. maybe switch a shift. No, I baby. can go. I close Saturday night, so yeah, I might take my daughter. Uh, my take both of daughter. them and make Coach Gates bless your youngest. <laughs> make him make him like <laughs> hold her up like, uh, to the yeah. What's the monkey of Lion King? Oh, what is his name? That uh, I know this. I don't know. Somebody's gonna say it to us. But anyway, yeah, I just know. Just lift you up your daughter <laughs> towards the towards the, the the lights, the ceiling lights of, right. of the zoo arena. That's right. And light shines down on her. Yeah, I might go to that. We'll see. Have Noah Carter holder, he's tall. I should. I should indeed. <laughs> the whole gang. Whole gang well, there. Let's go ahead. It has been a long time since we really got to talk outdoors. Uh, Cole, I'm sure your outdoors is probably taken out the trash because I know them diapers filled up quick. So, like hell, <laughs> Skeeter, I, I got trail cameras out already, brother. It's that time. I do. I, I got do, trail I need cameras to do mine. out. Um, that's the thing with a newborn. You guys know. You guys are dads. There's not a whole lot we can do. Yep. Um, in a newborn phase, our job is to entertain the oldest one, and so. My daughter, my oldest daughter and I, we've been going out swimming. We've been going um, out to uh, Finger Lakes out here. Actually, they have a really nice swim beach, and she's been having a blast. She really took to water this summer um, and swimming and stuff like that and diving for what she calls seashells, you know, mussels. Um, That's fun. Within the, uh, yeah, within the gravel bar and fishing, and um, we just went to the creek today. I took her to uh, our local Powderhorn, we talked about that actually with Luke uh, when he was on. The Powderhorn, she was shooting her bow um, there in the uh, on the archery range, and so yeah, we've been 
taking it taking it in stride, man. She's she's still got to be entertained, so that's kind of been uh, that's kind of been my job. I love that you get her in that shooting that bow early. Dude, she loves it. She that's wanted to so go cool, shoot man. at like eight o'clock tonight. I'm like, honey, I gotta feed Cleo and we gotta go to bed. Yeah. You got school in the morning. So yeah. I love that, man. Case before I, I turn you loose on your Colorado trip, I was gonna tell you uh took the kids to a nature center here in Springdale that JB Hunt Trucking has put a lot of money into. And they have a three D outdoor archery and it's a whole trail and there's probably over 30 different stations to shoot from. You even got a Sasquatch out there to shoot at. Uh, they've got elevated platforms. Oh, cool. It's in trees. So you go light to dark and dark to light in different spots and uh, re- really neat little setup there and it's outdoors. So you get the natural lighting, not indoor lighting that sometimes if you're like me and have astigmatism, it, it can mess me up. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking at it and I was like, man, case would be drooling out of the mouth right here. I would, I would love to go shooting those ones that have elevated uh, targets on it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I should get down there sometime and take a look at it because go shoot because that's, that's probably my favorite hobby in the off season is those 3D shoots. I got one coming up in the last Saturday of the month here up in here. Yeah. If anyone um, listening wants to hang out with me, go check that out. A buddy of mine sent me one today um, in Cooper County, out in Blackwater, Missouri. Um, it's a fourth annual 3D archery shoot presented by Missouri uh, Conservation Heritage Foundation, um, which is by the Cooper County Quill Forever chapter. So there's a, I, I think I might try to go to that one if I can. Dude, I recommend it. It is so much fun. Yeah. You'll enjoy um, it so much. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. I'd like to go for sure. Um, well, another you... one of your non-hunting hobbies, when it's your off-season, you've been getting the fly rod out. And you went back, uh, I guess, on another recruiting trip with Dion. And so tell us about Colorado. Can I can I real quick about that Dion joke? Like, because the opposite happened. Um, I don't know. I don't even know who the head coach of Colorado State is, but I I wound up. I wound up. They have a new football stadium, so I went on their campus, and I ended up got like lost and started wandering around like in the buildings trying to find uh, like just looking around. And um, their their like team store in there is the coolest. It's I'm so sorry, but it it beats Tigers the Tiger store like to death. Like, and they're like a G five school. And I was walking around with Lindsay, my wife, and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> like this is so cool. <laughs> um, so like they tried, they tried to sway me there at the the, the Rams. They tried to give me to be a, a Colorado State Ram. Yeah. Um, so no, no Dion, but whoever the coach is for CSU tried to get me. But uh, no, went out to Colorado. Um, and man, uh, sometimes sometimes just God smiles on you for for a trip. Yeah, and this could not have gotten better. So uh, there is a lake, which I'm not going to say the name because I don't want too many people to go there if you're ever out there. <laughs> um, but it's a lake. Don't and spot it is, drop. Exactly. It's all uh, Rocky Mountain runoff that makes this, right? So nice. it melts. And like literally you are standing on the side of a mountain when you're fishing. Um, and uh, I my my friend that runs it was there, and he had a, he had a buddy from back home who came out and was helping him with some uh, – like, they're cutting some trees down, let them stay free. Well, they've been gone out fishing after work every day. And I get there, and Tyler's like, I got bad news. I'm like, what's that? And he goes, we're in a trout drought. I was like, we're in a trout drought. He goes, 
I caught one fish yesterday. He didn't catch any. He goes, it's just, it's just not. They're not biting. I don't know what the deal is. I was like, hey, well, you know, I'm here. We're going to go out there and work them. Um, so we go out there that night after I get there. And I I don't know if if like the good Lord was like all right case is here let's let's get them going but they were boiling they were they were biting the flies like crazy we were bringing no them in oh man we were we were bringing them in like they were going out of style what were they biting on uh, I was using a woolly bugger and then I used a woolly worm so okay. those two were my go tos and I know people listening might be like oh I use a dry fly. It was working, and I didn't see a reason that, that – and I'll be honest, the only reason I jumped from a woolly booger to a woolly worm is because um, I caught – so day one, we're catching fish. We go out the next morning, um, crack of dawn, and it's cold. And if you know these trout in these lakes, they don't they don't love to bite when it's cold because – at least where you are because they're all in the middle because it's cold on the edges. Like it was, it was 34 degrees in the morning, right? Um, so, you know, you do what you can. I throw that woolly worm out there in my second cast. I just thought, let that rip. And I pull out this, I don't say massive, but a really, really good-sized trout on my second cast. The biggest one I caught all weekend. Uh, so big that it had pink meat on the inside of it. Um, and the only reason I get that is because when I when I, it, I had to fight him and bring him in a little bit, and he destroyed that that, that fly, that, uh, woolly, that woolly bugger. I had to go so to woolly worm. And I was on that rest of the day, and it was still dynamite. Um, we went out later that day. So I fished in the middle of the day with my kid. I caught a few, but I threw them back because me and her were just kind of playing. Um, I went back at the uh, end of the day, and he's super cocky, but me and me and my buddy Tyler went out there with the sole purpose of getting dinner. Like, all right, we're going to go. You can, you can carry four. We're going to get four. That's your so, grocery store run. It's what we call it. say we're going to go shopping. It's, it's yeah. exactly what we say. We're going to go shopping. And, you know, you think you get all cocky like that, you ain't, ain't going to go very well. Guys, when I say when I say we were – I had four on the stringer. I'm still fishing. I'm like, nah, he's bigger. Take him off. Put this guy on instead. Like, we were just – I have awesome, never man. I have never had it work that well, man. That you is know, awesome. So I was, I was on a wheel booker. He was on um, – I can't remember what it's called. It's a mosquito-type fly, but that one was a dry fly. But, um, man, it is so much fun when you get out there. And I get it. It's like golf. Sometimes you hit the ball straight. Sometimes you can't get it at all. Uh, that day, what was that? Last That was Thursday. On Thursday last week, we, we were catching fish. We couldn't stop catching fish. And that's that was a hoot and a half. Now, fast forward to Saturday morning, I caught one fish out there for two hours. Just they weren't biting that day. But for those two, whatever the way the heavens aligned, man, they were biting the flies. And it was a hoot and a half. So that's awesome, man. A lot There's of fun. nothing like eating that rainbow trout that was swimming an hour or two oh, before it was in your mouth. It's the best. And yes. we were we were even get, I don't want to say lazy. We were getting just simple with it, man. Uh, clean them, cut their heads off, spray them down, cover them with uh, seasoning, wrap them in foil, throw them on the grill about 20, 25 minutes, get them cooked up real good, eat them like that. I, we probably I probably ate twelve fish like that. Yeah. It was just nice. take a take a fork because you know cook it up soft enough. Take a fork, just pull up meat right off the ribs there. Oh, it was so good. Me, my my kid ate probably a, a whole. She's small. Ate a whole fish like that throughout the week. I was pretty proud of her. She was asking for more trout, so that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, that was delicious. That's a great way to eat, man. Just that fresh fresh fish just caught that day. 
But That's awesome, I looked, man. I looked it up for you. It's Jay Norvell is the head coach. Jay right. Norvell. Right My guy <laughs> Jay Norvell was coming after me. Beautiful campus. I mean, I'm never going to leave my Tiger fandom, but I'll root for them in G5 now. Like, they went 3-9 and nine last year, so you – Oh, they're not good, it, right? You they're really bad. to make the squad. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I've noticed is like everyone in town was like, oh, oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. In fact, I asked – I was in their little downtown. went to a little burger restaurant, uh, and uh, I was like, hey, you're from Kansas City. What are you, what are you doing out here? And I was like, I told him. I was like, bumper. I was like, I really want to go see the new football stadium. It looks really nice. He goes, oh, it's beautiful. He goes, I just wish we had a team that was halfway decent to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy wow. so you know feel bad for those guys but it was a nice stadium it was a super nice stadium well good deal but yeah well, fellas i don't want to cut us too short but i don't have a choice because the computer battery is about to go kaput oh the computer's still that's fine it's been an hour i'm away from the outlet so it's not like i could sneak off screen and plug it in real quick but I got one shout out to give, and then I'm and then I'm good to sign off. Uh, Brendan over at the Mazodcast, you see him wearing a Mazodcast hat tonight. Um, his son, my daughter, were both in the NICU together. Him and I hit it off, and he uh, he left this by my baby girl's little uh, her pod, I guess. Um, oh so man, that's shout out shout out to him. Uh, I, I do appreciate. It. He said even on the Mazodcast that this is their last hat, so huh. I feel. I feel no, honored. that's cool. I I'll be honest and shout out to those guys. I don't know if the listeners or not, but um, they're one of the reasons like my Mizzou fandom really came back as hard as it did. Like yeah. when things fell off after after Pinkle left, I really was kind of like I'm a Mizzou fan, but I don't really care. Yeah. And um, I was in my car one day for work, and I just typed in Mizzou and Mizzodcast is the first thing that came up, and they just released their summer episode. And I was like, holy crap, this is hilarious. Yeah. And, There's some good dudes for sure. I love those guys, so that's really cool. That's really awesome, and yeah. I think they're a bigger part of this community, and they really understand they are. They yeah. are the exact reason this podcast exists, because <laughs> they have the call-in line. Right? Oh, no. I forgot about the story. Go okay. ahead, Skeet. Sorry. And so I call, and I, I feel I leave a good message, and then I listen to the episode, and it don't get played. And they say, if you want your message, and it didn't get played, and you want people to hear Go start your own damn podcast. Well, thank you. For That's what we're doing, Brendan. So there you go. Well, I don't know. He actually they usually play mine quite a bit. So, but I am glad that it started because I have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow on Twitter and Instagram at Mizzou Pod. Case uh, still running the whole Facebook uh, Woodswater Mizzou. Yep, and. Man, reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. We love the interaction with the fans. And we have guests coming back on next week. We just kind of want to do a regular show because it's been so long since we got to do it. So, yep. Uh, appreciate y'all. Uh, enjoyed the stories and, and got a lot more to look forward to. We're getting getting closer, getting closer each week. But Try, man. As always, M I Z Z O U. Go, Tigers. Y'all take care.